Welcome everyone to a special episode of That Kind of Nerds Podcast. This is the spoiler cast for Doctor Strange. I am CJ Mellon, joined of course by the wonderful Brian Thornton. Hello. Uh, Josh is not going to be joining us. He unfortunately did not get to see the movie. Uh, plus, it's Laura's birthday, so we let him off the hook to go ahead and uh, go. Happy birthday, Laura! To go around the town and have a have a night out. Before we get too far into Doctor Strange, I do have to make a copa on the last episode. Uh, I said Arrival looked meh, and I, I maybe wasn't going to see it. Uh, my wife and I we went to the movies late on Friday night. This movie was spectacular. I am wrong. I am so very wrong. This movie is so good. If you like Doctor Strange, you will love Arrival. It's seriously a fantastic movie. Go see it. Okay, let's talk about Doctor Strange. I'm not sure what the two have to do with each other, but okay. They're very supernatural. Okay, sure. Whatever you say. Uh, So we thought we'd take the moment to uh, talk about Doctor Strange. So obviously, if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this because that would just be an unwise decision. Uh, and or also, a very wise decision. Run to a movie theater and go see it. And that. Yeah, that, that should be the number one thing. Uh, so I actually want to start off with just some first impressions. And, and uh, how many times did you see this movie? Just, just once. Just the once? So far. Just so far. Just once. Okay. Have you seen it more than No, I, I saw it one time as well. Okay. I plan on seeing it again because I want to see it in IMAX. Uh, see, I saw it in IMAX 3D, and it's it's one of the movies, and, and, and I like to, I it's one of the movies I think you should see it in 3D. I can see that. It, it's got a lot of special. It makes sense. It's got a lot of special effects. Marvel. It's a lot did, of twisty, turny stuff. Yeah, and, and just the way that they, they do other dimensions and the mirror dimension, like it really does lend itself to 3D. So if you saw it in, in just regular old 2D and you're going to go see it again, spend the extra bucks and go see it in IMAX 3D. I said bucks because it's a lot more to go see it's it in like IMAX 3D. It's like 5 to $8. <laughs> but it's totally Worth it. I believe you. So, Brian, give me your, your first impressions when you just kind of left the theater, how you felt after after seeing the movie. Brian Thornton thought it was fantastic. I mean, I this was the one movie I was worried about because, I mean, if Iron Man was a B-list character, then Doctor Strange is like a D-list character. And it was really surprising. They... They did a really good job with the character and the story, and obviously the the special effects were amazing. Um, you know, the acting was fantastic. Uh, as Josh would say, you know, Buttercup Colonel Snoot was great. Um, I, I I thought I thought it was really good. I thought it was a, a and what really actually I enjoyed a lot about it is that it wasn't overly connected to every other marvel yeah movie. i mean they mentioned it they mentioned a couple things there's obviously the the times uh the time gem or the uh, as far as the infinity gems go the time gem is in is in the eye of agamotto but other than that like it was it stood on its own as a its own story which is great i thought it was i loved it i thought it was fantastic yeah, it's, it's the same thing I, I really enjoyed the fact that having no knowledge of the rest of the marvel universe doesn't stop someone from seeing this and this could be a good I mean, we've been having Marvel movies for a couple of years now. It's a great way that if for some reason you've been putting them off, you could start here and go back and watch them and, and kind of get shame intrigued. on you if you've been putting any Marvel movie off. I agree. I did also shame. like shame. I also did like Budapest Camouflage's uh, accent work in this. It was very hard to even tell that he was British. 
Yeah, I mean, I we, there's one guy I know from work who was like, I don't want to see it. I, I I don't I don't like his accent. Like I don't like it when he doesn't when he drops the accent. His American accent's horrible. And I'm like, I don't know what you movies you've been watching, but Bulbasaur Cumberbund was really good with his English accent. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a theme of the show, man. Just, let's you okay? Uh, yeah, it was really good though. Thank you. The thing that also got me were the the special effects. Man, if you hate CGI in movies, you're not going to like this. But at the same time, everything that they did was very well done. It wasn't like overly CGI. I mean, obviously, you're dealing with mystical elements and other dimensions and like cities bending and stuff. And like, I don't know. I mean, there are certain movies you can see and you're like, all right, that looks totally ridiculous and kind of, you know, fake. But that wasn't the issue with this movie. I, I thought it was really, really well done. Yeah, it, and and like the only word I can describe it is, is like kind of psychedelic at points. Exactly. Like that kind of nerd does not uh, condone any usage of any sort of drugs. But if you do, <laughs> do not go see this movie while participating in them. Uh, that's from a firsthand account. Is that correct? Right. No, <laughs> not a firsthand account at all. But I can only imagine. Can only imagine. No, uh, the the thing that really got me was great when she says you need to open your eye and she goes to the third eye right on Strange's forehead. And then, yeah, that is like the most psychedelic flashes. It looks like stuff taken from the wall, hands growing on top of hands on top of hands. Yeah, like it looks like a, a really even trippier version of like a late Beatles music video for yeah. like I am the walrus or yellow submarine or something like it was really trippy and it's i love it, it was humorous like you laughed when when stuff like that was happening and just yeah. seeing him just go like oh look a butterfly and fly across the screen again you're like all right i'm on i'm on board for this yeah no it was very well done um i i mean i i, I again i just thought the story was and the origin story was great i mean i i hear a lot of complaints of oh we don't we're getting sick of these origin stories i'm like no, that's exactly what I expect out of this movie. Right. And you need to understand, you know, where this character comes from, especially since he's going to show up in Thor, in Infinity War. Um, you need that background. And, and I thought it was great. And I thought, I mean, as great a job as Beetlejuice Charizard did, uh, his supporting cast was amazing. Um, can we talk about can we talk about Rachel McAdams then real quick? Yeah, I mean, we can. I was going to start with Chuelta Edgeo for, but go ahead. Go ahead, because you can say no, no, no. We'll go. We'll go to him because you can pronounce his name, and I can't. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Chuelta Edgeo for, which sounds like a made up name for Benedict Cumberbatch. It does, <laughs> but 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 it, it's not. It's his actual yeah, name. I mean, he. It was very interesting to see his character, and I didn't see him becoming the the heel. I I, I did. I mean, I mean again, I have, right, you have I know things about things right. that that have to do with these things. Um, I know you know where he was eventually going to end up, but his character arc was really well done. Yeah. Um, you know, being the guy who trains Strange to the guy who doesn't believe in his mission anymore and just wants to kind of get rid of all the sorcerers. Um. I thought I thought it was great. I thought he was extremely well done, extremely compelling, and sets yourself up for a, a second Doctor Strange movie. Um, I, I thought he was fantastic. 
I love the fact too that you really you see the you see him go down this rabbit hole. Once he sees that the ancient one does draw from from the the dark dimension, you just see how disenfranchised he is. That it's justifiable that at the end of the movie he's the villain. You're just like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I believe this arc. Well, you, you, they did a really good job there, there, of setting this guy up. Everything's very black and white for him. Everything is very there's good and bad, and there's no room for interpretation. So between the betrayal he he feel he he gets when you find out the ancient one has to draw power from the dark dimension to do what she does, and then at the end where Strange decides he needs to mess with the time uh, stream and, and and kind of push those boundaries to save the world, he doesn't think that's right. And I mean, you, you see that like really good progression of. Everything I've believed is a lie, and we just need to get rid of this entire sorcerer magic. We can't be pushing these boundaries anymore. <laughs> it's one of those guys that, like, he has a good point, but he takes it to the extreme. And I like the fact that at the end of the movie, it's it's like Highlander or the Sorcerer's Apprentice with Nick Cage. It's, all right, I will go absorb all the magic available in the world, and I'll, I'm going to get all of this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to collect all the magic, and I'm going to be... A powerful person because no one else should have it. it because we're all breaking the rules so why don't i just be the strongest one who's able to do it yeah and, and he feels like he's the only one who should be able to do it because he's the only one who knows what's right and wrong yep. he doesn't want to bend the rules but as we all know sometimes you have to bend the rules to you know do something that's right for the greater good type of thing um yeah no i i loved his character i thought it was really well done but you wanted to talk about Rachel McAdams. Oh, Rachel McAdams. Uh, at first, when I heard she was in this movie, and from what you see in the trailers, you're just like, oh, poor one-dimensional girl in this role. I feel so oh, sorry for you. throwaway love interest. Yeah, and then cares? they're like, oh, no. Like, you actually have substance to you. Thank you, Marvel. And and the fact that she consistently you know, came back to, to Strange and... The moment, though, where he just destroys her. Oh, that was tough to watch. I'm just like, like tough, dude, what are you doing? Like, I was just like, I, I was, I felt for her. I, I, I'm very mad at Johnny Cash canker sore for doing that to her. I thought that was just mean. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. There was one scene that started to feel a little weird, and, and maybe it's just because I wasn't able to buy into it. The part where he f- comes out during the surgery and and he's like the what's the word I'm looking for? The moment where he comes out in his astral form uh, during the surgery and then, you know, talks to her and kind of startles her. That surgery scene, I would be flipping the fuck out and she's very very calm. I didn't think she was very very calm. She continued she to do surgery by herself instead of Well, she's like she's a doctor. I mean, she's gonna try to save him no matter what crazy shit's going on around her. Listen, if Meredith Gray can perform an operation on someone with a bomb in his chest, she can deal with astral. Did you projection. really just throw Gray's Anatomy out here? No. Yes. Maybe. Shame to you. I I watched that show when it was good. There's no no shame in that. I stopped watching it when it stopped but being good. Other than that, that was the only scene that I, I I bumped on. But the rest of the performance was actually really good. I cared about her character. I wanted them to to get back together. And then the fact that she's like, oh yeah, sure, there's a portal in the the the, the closet, absolutely. And then the bit after it closes and the broom falls and she's like, ah, and she screams, ah, 
so good. Rachel McAdams did a wonderful job with her character. A plus gold star Marvel. Way to go. All right, so let's let's talk about Benedict Wong, who plays Wong, ironically enough. Uh, he's the librarian who is well aware of the fact that the last librarian, which the movie started with, was bound in chains, pulled up from the air, and had his head cut off just so they could get to one book. So the guy, like, took the job knowing that this is happening. He's got to be kind of a badass, which is why he goes to defend the uh, the, the, the scepter, whatever the term they use. The sanctum? The sanctum, thank you, in Hong Kong. Uh, the guy's got to be a badass, but he just won't laugh Unless, of course, you make the right joke at the weirdest time. But I like I like the fact he's like a Wong, you know, like Beyonce, and just yeah, nothing. just just one name like Beyonce, like Madonna. Yeah, I mean, she's got to be popular. Come on. I mean, that, that was good. It's some some good injection of a little bit of humor, which in, in a in a movie that really didn't have lend itself to a whole lot of humor. Um, he's a straight man, and and I mean. You, every every good kind of movie that kind of toes this line between comedy and, and seriousness needs that straight guy who just out of nowhere like kind of chuckles at the the weirdest joke. I mean, in Guardians of the Galaxy, it's um it's Drax, it's uh it's Pepper in in the Iron Man series. Like it's it's all of those people. So I thought he was fantastic. I mean, of course he was badass. I mean he he did a lot of really cool things and. I think he's going to be a huge role moving forward in Doctor Strange. I know he got signed off for the next Avengers Infinity War movie. I oh, mean, really? It, it should be. Yeah, That's good. Yep, he's going to be in there. It should be very interesting to see what they do with him. There was a moment um, after all the Beyonce jokes where Juan is secretly listening to Beyonce single ladies while, yeah, while the books are being stolen from the library. And it reminded me of the scene from The Amazing Spider-Man where yep. they break into the library and they start fighting, and uh, uh, Stan Lee is completely oblivious to the fact that they were fighting around him. Um, I thought that was a cute little moment, and I, I like this character immensely, and I'm excited to hear he's in other movies. All right, so let's talk about The Ancient One by Tilda Swinton, which name I still butcher even at this moment after practicing it. So, Tilda Swinton. All right, so there was controversy with her being cast, and... Do you just cry foul? I mean, like, what do you, what do you, what do you, do you have anything to say about her being the ancient one? Does it bother you at all? No, I don't. I, I, I think she did great in the role. I think they were very clear about the fact that she is not the only ancient one. There has been others before her. Right. That's the whole point of the ancient one. It doesn't necessarily need to be this type of person or this particular person or gender or whatever. Right. It can be anyone who is, you know, mastered the the ancient arts, and she's been doing this for a while. But there have been others before her, and there will be others after her because, spoiler, she dies. Yeah. Um, and you know, Doctor Strange never becomes the ancient one. He does become the Sorcerer Supreme, but I mean, there's still that need for that trainer, that that person with that knowledge to you know train future sorcerers. Um, I think she did so, a wonderful job as well. I mean, seriously, I, I can't really. Yeah, there's no was one in this movie that was like, eh, "It's the weak link right there." That guy, he's out of here. Every, everything, everyone was really well. Uh, every, no, they were really all wonderful. Well. I mean, Bandicoot Crucifix elevates everybody around him. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? 
<laughs> oh, God, I'm lightheaded. Oh, shit. Oh, I just got lightheaded. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh, oh. Are you broken? Yeah. Did you find it? It's my favorite one. You, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I have enough to go on. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, the moment I, I really enjoyed with her, there were a few, uh, but the one that really resonated, of course, was her final scene. And it was the this this moment inside a moment inside a moment watching just lightning and New York and the rain just happening. And she says, even now, I'm trying to drag out one second into thousands of, of little seconds just to just to stay here and, and see this part. And, you know. She's a complex character. You know, we we don't necessarily know how we feel about her, but in the end, I, I feel that she redeemed herself at that moment, and I didn't care that she drew power from the, the dark dimension. I don't care if she didn't tell everyone the whole truth. She did things really for the greater good and, and didn't, like, sacrifice or hurt anybody in the process. A lot of people justify terrible behavior with, you know, for the greater good, uh, and this is not that character. She actually is a truly noble person. Just she had to to take power from a, a a bad place. I'll leave your analogies go where they will. What I mean, what was your favorite scene, or what was your favorite part with her? I have another one too. I mean, honestly, I, I love that scene where he strands her, uh, strands him on Everest. <laughs> exactly, like that. Just that learning uh, moment. <laughs> you're either going to figure it out because your life depends on it or you're going to die. Like some people need to be yep. thrown into the deep end of the pool. I thought that was great. And <laughs> you have, you know, Chuelta Edgier for next to her being like, we're, we're doing this again. Like this isn't the first time she's done this. <laughs> right. It was right, great. Exactly. And my part too, was that she, she obviously has faith that he'll, he'll figure it out. She, she sees how smart she's, and how, she even says she's seen, and the she's seen multiple endings. She, she knows the greatness that is in him. Because she's seen right. multiple universes and, and multiple timelines where he does achieve greatness. Uh, but even in that moment, she's still a little worried <laughs> if he's going to come back. Just a little. She's, she's got the fan behind her back and she's just like, yep, good. And you can see like she has that stopwatch in her head and it's like, all right. And he's hit 15 seconds and here he's not here. He's coming. He'll be fine. I got him. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good. We'll be here. Yeah, all right, he's here. All right, uh, and it's that moment too where it, it, it you laugh because you're going right along the arc with her. You're just like, oh yeah, this, this Stephen Strange, he's got it, uh, he's coming through. Uh, I did like that moment. It really was a good sink or swim uh, kind of aspect. And but damn, her death was brutal because not only was she falling from the height of a building, but she fell through the mirror dimension, which probably added another. Th- thousand feet to that fall and just picked up just a ton of ugh, just the sound of her hitting that that glass and then just thudding to the ground Ooh. it stayed with me because it's i'm seeing it in imax like that sound literally hits oh, you i mean i didn't see it in um, imax i'll take your word for it it was tough it li- yeah it, it really hurts <laughs> um but it was uh, i don't know i i was i liked her a lot all right, so let's talk about Mads Mikkelsen, who has even a, a difficult name to pronounce and a character name that I'm not even going to attempt to butcher. I'm pretty sure it's Casey Ellis. This guy from Casino Royale, Hannibal, this guy knows how to play a bad guy, like, really well. And uh, does not miss this role. Realizes how freaking devilish he can look, even with the purple eye shadow thing, because he's got power from the, the Dark Dimension 
What a villain, man. What a freaking villain. He's really good at playing those villains that don't say a lot. <laughs> he's just menacing. Right. He's just terrifying <laughs> exactly. to look at. Like, not it, a whole lot of dialogue, but, like, when it when he says something, it, like, gives you chills down your spine. Like, it's it, great. He's the guy that can, that can literally freeze you with yep. a look and say everything he needs to say with just a glance, uh, which is an amazing tool. Also, just freaking terrifying yeah, he, he was fantastic but at the same point too he really thought that he was again he thinks he was he thinks he's justified because he found out about the ancient ones uh deep dark secret and he was like well why can't we all access this power and you know he thinks he's doing the the right thing again i mean the best villains in any freaking movie or story in general are, are those who like seem justified in their motives. And the thing that really got me about him too was that being he's very intellectual, he's very smart. He's a very smart guy, knows how to talk to people and convince a, a large group of people to see his way. For a moment connects just a little bit with with strange. He starts to to say look at what's going around and and look at what you honestly don't know. You came in to heal your hands and here you are fighting a fight that you never thought you would fight. Why is that? Someone's not giving you the whole story. Why aren't you questioning that? And you see Strange go, like, yeah, you're right. But at the same time, I'm not destroying the world, you idiot. What's the matter with you? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fully cross over to the dark side, but I definitely need to find out what is going on. And the other part for him too is honestly, I, I really kind of hope this isn't the last we see of him. I kind of hope every villain we've seen in a Marvel movie comes back for Infinity War. Like, I just want to... I mean, like, I want a big-ass battle with a ton of people that you didn't think could still be, you know, laying around and Thanos is leading the charge. It's very possible, considering what the Infinity Gems can do. Right, exactly. Um, I mean... You can raise people from the dead. We can go back in time. We can do all yeah. this stuff. Nah, I... My, my, my prediction for Infinity War is you're going to see at least Red Skull and Loki come back. At least. I don't know about Caseless, but definitely those two. Maybe um, no, I don't think any of that. I don't think any of the Iron Man villains will come back, but most certainly those two. Nah. Um, oh God, wouldn't it be great to see the Purple Man? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's never going to happen, but it's wouldn't that be great? Happen. All right, I want to talk about one more character who, in my opinion, stole the show: the Cloak of Levitation. The Cloak of Levitation. <laughs> Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of carpet from Aladdin. Yeah, no, it it did. It 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 it, it it's first like, oh hey, how are you? I, it floated and looked around it, at him. It was really well done, and it wasn't cheesy, and it wasn't like dumb at any point. Um, it, it, what about the bit where he's beating the guy's head yeah, on the floor? <laughs> oh. I mean, it had it's, a, it's it carpet. had a personality. It's carpet from Aladdin. It had a personality all of all of its own. I mean. I would not be surprised if Bendy Snap Candy Crush did the motion capture for it. And the um, the the other thing that got me too is right after we had the ancient one die, and he's in the room and he's he has a tear coming down his face, and then the the little cloak wipes the tear away. Yeah, and it just again it's a moment for you to laugh, and it really did. It really reminded me of Carpet from Aladdin. Uh, and I mean it's owned by Disney now, so who's to say it wasn't influenced by that? Does does the cloak have a personality in the in the comics? No, not that I recall. It's been a very long time since I've read a Doctor Strange comic book, but I don't recall it being like its own personality. 
I know. I mean, it's like imbued with magic and it can move on its own and levitates, obviously, but I don't remember anything like that. Well, before I go on to a couple of final thoughts for the movie, because there is one real big thing I do want to talk about. Uh, our awesome super fan, friend of the show, TD, uh, he left us a, a voice memo here that I'd love to play with his thoughts on Doctor Strange. So without further ado, super fan TD. What's going on, that kind of nerd? Uh, TD here, going to give you some of my thoughts on Doctor Strange, or should I call it Doctor CGI? Because that's basically what it was with CGI. The CGI was really good. I really enjoyed that. The storyline was really good. I liked it from the beginning all the way up until the end. Uh, way that they portrayed him at the beginning, which is some cocky asshole. He just wants to be the best, and that's all he wants to do is just be the best. And so he tried. He pushes everyone away, just like Rich McAdams. He pushes away to try to be the best, and that's just what he wants to do. When he actually goes to um, where he goes to train, quote unquote, he um, it was really good to see that he was just trying to. He was still trying to stick with his uh, whole human roots, um, where he didn't want to believe. But then when they threw him into that situation, to where he is in the snow, where he had to use his powers to get out that's when we started to see him grow. Uh, it was really awesome because, like, it, it was really awesome to see him try, like, basically just study the whole time and try to be the best. And his curiosity kind of really is what got him pretty much saved the entire uh, Earth. When he got the necklace, all of them were like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, and then they saw that every all London was falling, Hong Kong, uh, London was falling, and then New York, and then Hong Kong. I feel like the best part of that movie was the actual uh, cloak itself because the cloak was really funny, uh, especially when he first got it. He's like, I want the uh, I want the axe. I want the axe. But the cloak's like, no, 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 no. Choose this. This one's better. Uh, or the cage. So he's like, oh, OK, I guess I got to trust you a little bit more. And then the whole when he actually got the necklace, um, that that was pretty that was pretty good. Uh, I just thought the movie just kind of ended. Uh, I didn't see any like. It was really weird because it's just like, okay, here's a bunch of action, here's a bunch of action, and stop. Um, so that that was my one issue with the movie. Again, I never saw, I never read the comic books. This is just me coming from just the movie kind of standard. I'm um, really excited to hear your thoughts on the movie itself. TD talked a, a lot about um, something we haven't really touched on yet. Is Strange's like story arc, like his. Yeah. I want to touch. I want to touch. Yeah, on. his uh, his progression is really great. And, and when he says, you know, he's going to train, but he's he's training for the wrong reasons. He's being selfish. He's sticking to his hum, human roots. He just wants to heal his hands. That's all he's ever known. He was the best neurosurgeon ever, and now he's completely lost all of that. I mean, I thought that entire. I mean, they did such a good job with that entire story arc. And it didn't feel like it was just a regurgitation of Tony Stark. It was a little bit right. different. Um, he it was it wasn't like this freaking like ton of bricks hit him and he was just like, oh my gosh, I need to change my ways. Like it was a very slow progression for him. Um, I thought that was done extremely well to the point where like he he realizes, well, if I'm never going to be able to be a neurosurgeon again. I'm going to be the best at this. This is something I actually can do and, and can help people. Um, you know, you, you eventually you know, like you you find out like deep down inside, Strange wants to help people. That's why he became the best neurosurgeon. That's why he he is always constantly trying to be the best and elevate you know his standing. 
So if he can't do that, how else can he help people? And I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, yes, the cloak was amazing. TD, I absolutely agree with you on that. And um, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I do want to address the, the the one complaint that you said is uh, kind of how the movie just, it really did come to a grinding halt really quick. Um, I think, I think when you're, you're introducing a villain like Dormammu, uh, who is this all powerful being from a completely different dimension, you can't have the, the giant fight scene that you have in, at the end of most of these Marvel movies where it's the ultimate battle between good and evil. Like event, like strange needs to figure out a way to defeat him, but he knows he can't beat him by pure force he can't beat him by magic he's not strong enough yet so he outsmarts him he he makes a deal with him because that's all he can do right now um so i mean i i enjoyed the ending i i thought it was a completely different way to end a movie like this um i could see where you know it, it was a little anticlimactic for for some people but i thought it was done really well yeah for me it was like it was almost like the we we live to fight another day moment it's not a yeah victory we won. It's just like hey, listen, some, we lost some people along the way. Um, we've we've become a little stronger. There's still a lot more to get ready for. The world is is not is not safe yet, and we've just lived to fight the other day, and we now we have to go on to that day. Uh, so I, I wasn't bothered so much by the the end of the movie. I can see the complaint, but it, it at the time it didn't bother me. So there is one moment that I do want to talk about. Something that I had while I was watching the movie when they're going into the mirror dimension and they're having the the big chase and they're they're getting there before the ancient one comes and makes a little like circular platform out of a zelda like a mortal game. combat arena it was awesome yeah pretty much that that scene boggles my mind it's like an escher painting after you've taken a whole bunch of acid it is the inception of inception with all the turning yeah and bending I, and oh I, I'm sitting there going, how does someone, A, how does someone think of that? B, how do you, like, draw or tell or explain somebody that outside of your own brain? And then three, how the hell do you even, like, put that onto a movie? It it honestly took me back, and this is a bold statement, and that's what I do. Um, it took me back to the moment the first time I saw The Matrix. And you see bullet time, and you see some of those big film-changing um, ideas and I really, I've, I've never seen anything like this in a film besides Inception, but this was taking it to another level, a completely uh, higher level, just insane. Yeah, just to to a, a smarter place and just a, a place that also I don't know how long that took. Like I can't even imagine how many digital artists were working on that. It really was something that was so new. It blew my mind for a minute. It was like the first trip through the third eye. I was just taken aback and let the movie magic happen. I didn't even ask questions until after it was done. I was like, how do they do that? I need to know how they do that. I want to meet, I want to see a feature where they explain that scene because it's insane. Yeah. It really did. It reminded me of the first time I saw the Matrix. It, it, it really, it really was. And it was so intricate and detailed. Like it wasn't like they just copy pasted like pieces of the city. Like when you actually like paid attention, you saw like different street signs in New York. You saw different landmarks and like, uh, you know, just, Things that like, who the hell has time to do that? Exactly. Uh, exactly. It was insane. I, I was probably hands down my, my favorite moment in the movie was that scene. Yeah, it was it was so good um, that I I really I just 
I, I couldn't ask I, – I wasn't continuity guy. I wasn't thinking about anything else but holy crap, how are they doing this? And please, for the love of God, let Strange catch him. I was just so wrapped up in that moment. I absolutely thought it was fantastic. Best scene in, in a movie I've seen in a very long time for that. At the end of the credits, by the way, again, if you haven't seen the movie and you listened to all this, I'm so sorry that you did that. But there's the two after-scene credits, and obviously one of them is attached to Doctor Strange and the continuation of his story. But the other one is now tying him into the MCU, and that is uh, Thor's never-ending beer mug. <laughs> uh, and, and the fact that uh, Strange has you know, kept an eye on some other dimensional beings. Brian, what role do you think Strange is playing in the next Thor movie? I, I think he's going to show up briefly. I don't think he's going to be a major part. Um, but from what I can gather from that scene... So at the end of Thor The Dark World, we know Odin's missing. Loki is parading himself around as Odin. Um, And I'm assuming probably somewhere in the middle of that movie, we find out, you know, Loki's been doing this. And now Thor's trying to find Odin. Um, I'm assuming he is going to enlist Strange's help in that. There's already been some scenes of Thor like holding a business card that says, you know, Dr. Stephen Strange on it, has the address uh, for the the New York's uh, sanctum on there, which I'm assuming is where that scene happens. Um, I don't think he's going to play a large part. I think it's going to be very much like, well, let me whip up some spell and, you know, you might be able to find him here. Like, please don't burn down New York, otherwise I'll have to come for you. (laughs) Um, And then kind of be on your way. I mean, I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's going to be too much of the movie, but I, I thought it was really nice that being as this movie was pretty separate for the most part, this really ties him into the rest of the, the Marvel Universe and obviously the future of Avengers Infinity War with the Eye of Agamotto having the time stone in it. I'm assuming sometime in between, maybe yet, maybe the post credit scenes of Thor will be Thanos taking that gem out of the eye. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and, and I mean, because that's the next question is, you know, Thanos at some point has to end up with all of them, all the yeah. stones, which, by the way, I love the fact that one outright called it an Infinity Stone. Yeah. Like, that was like, ah, oh, yay, we have a character who actually has this knowledge. Well, I mean, even, the, even Thor knows about the Infinity Stones. In Avengers Age of Ultron, he calls them Infinity Stones. Um, and the collector in Guardians of the Galaxy refers to them as an Infinity Stone. So we know where five of the six stones are. Uh, so like I said, the Space Gem, the Space Stone, the Tesseract, Shield has that. The Mind Gem is in Vision's forehead. The Reality Gem, which was the Aether in Thor the Dark World, the collector has. The Power uh, Gem, which was in Guardians of the Galaxy, the Nova Core has. The time gem is obviously in the Eye of Agamotto, and we're just missing the Soul Stone, which probably will show up in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it'll have to show up there. So we're we're pretty much there. We're almost ready for knowing where all the stones are, which means that everyone's going to figure out what they are, which is clear, which is of course going to lead to let's fight for them. So we're we're pretty close to the end of this. Yeah, well, two years from now, the freaking Avengers Infinity War movie comes. So I have a final question um, to wrap up the show, and that is, did Papa Thornton see Doctor Strange yet? He did. And I, do you have a reaction from Papa Thornton as to, to, to what he thought about it? He texted me. Let me pull it up. All right, so before he was going to go see it, 
I told him to let me know how, how he liked it. He said, just bear in mind, I'm not a big fan of Bernadette Cumberbund. Um, but then afterwards, he said it was excellent. Uh, and that's the only reaction I got out of him. So Papa Thornton slash dad, uh, you should really call call in or send me another longer text message with more details besides excellent. Um, he's very excited for a Doctor Strange sequel. He's very excited to see him in the Thor movie. Um, so I, I'm assuming he highly enjoyed it. I know he's he has been a, a fan of Doctor Strange. I think he he was on board from the get go. Yeah, this is and we we talked about your your dad and 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 everyone who got into comics very early just flabbergasted that we got Doctor Strange on a mainstream movie that doesn't suck because there was Okay, Doctor I was about Strange. to correct you. There was a terrible TV movie in the late 80s, early a 90s. Terrible TV movie, but we got one that doesn't suck and but the fact that like even after that people want to see that and that, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch would sign on to do that that role. Just just amazing. I I'm again, this movie was uh, really good. Uh one of my favorite Marvel movies and Proved too, because uh, actually, hold on, I had the box office numbers. Hold on, I'm pretty sure it made 86 mil opening, 86 million dollars. Which I mean, that's not, I mean, that's not crazy it's Marvel actually, money, but that's good. It's money. not crazy Marvel money. It's um, I saw a list out of every Marvel property, so not just Marvel Studios, but including the X Men movies, the old Spider Man movies, like all of those. They get ranked number 19. Um, wow. which is higher than a bunch because there's a bunch beneath it. Um, in in opening like opening gross, uh, and it is really well for a November movie. It did extremely well for a November movie. Yeah, absolutely, man. Anyway, this this was great. Uh, absolutely, highly recommended. Uh, if you have friends who aren't really into the superhero genre movie, I think that they'll like this one. I think this is something that I had is, friends is, who have no love for this kind of genre who highly enjoyed this movie well let's see that's exactly the kind of stuff again yeah, you're welcome the nerd culture is usually welcoming of other people come on down and say hello to us yeah. nerds. We're, we're pretty fun uh all right well ladies and gentlemen that is the end of our doctor strange spoiler cast we obviously are going to follow up next week just to see how maybe if josh saw the movie but how you guys feel about it uh, papa thornton i want to hear from you please but other people i would really love to hear what you thought of doctor strange there's a couple ways you can do this uh you can do the one thing like td did you could record uh, a memo on your phone using just your native app and you can email us at podcast at that kind of nerd.com you can also get us at twitter and facebook at that kind of nerd and of course why don't you call us just look at the show notes right there on your itunes or google play and you will see our number 484-373-4119 thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work and we look forward to seeing you guys next week The ultimate battle between good and evil. Like, I know things about things that, that have to do with these things.